When I became a foster mom four years ago, I quickly realized there weren't many resources for foster or adoptive parents, much less for the millennial generation. That's where the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast comes in. Welcome to a no-frills look at the journey of foster parenting. It's millennial motherhood with real chats about all things foster care, from navigating home visits, court hearings, bio parents, and quote-unquote, getting to attach. Please join me every week for an honest conversation about foster care and adoption as a millennial mom. Welcome to the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast. Welcome back to the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast. My name is Brittany and I am a Millennial Foster and Adoptive Mom. My husband and I have had 10 kids in our home since we became licensed in 2016 and we have adopted three kids. We currently have four kids under eight and our youngest is four and we have one foster placement right now. But if you'd like to hear more about our story and how we came to foster, please consider listening to episode one titled Our Foster Care Story. Thank you for joining me again. I know it's been about two weeks since I posted the last podcast episode, and since we talked last, um, my husband's grandfather passed away, and I had my 30th birthday. So this has just been quite the year, and I know many of us are ready for a fresh start, but I would like to remind you, as I've had to remind myself a lot lately, that every day can be a new start, and you don't have to have January 1st to start anew. And like I tell my first graders, every day is a new slate. As we go through the last few weeks of the year, I would encourage you to embrace the now. Don't miss the moments in front of you because you are always looking ahead to what is next. And as the saying goes, not every day is good, but there is good in every day. So something that's been on my heart for a while now is to shed light on how to support our husbands in foster care and adoption. If you search online for resources like this, most articles you'll pull up are mostly about convincing your husband to foster or adopt, which is a whole other conversation. There's not a lot out there for how to support your partner in this walk. And as a woman and a mother, I do feel more supported than my husband does from our agency and just in general. When most people inquire about our well-being, they ask about the kids and then me. Rarely will my husband's well-being be asked about. And I don't know if this is just because most people still believe that men don't show emotions or assume that they keep them bottled up. But whatever the reason is, our husbands need attention too. So today we are going to discuss ways to support your husband in foster care and adoption. So I'd also like to add a disclaimer that I realize not everyone who fosters is married or in a heterosexual relationship, and I'm not trying to offend anyone, but I'm also not going to apologize for what is shared today. So listen to this episode as you will and take what you will from it, but please remember, I'm not an expert and I'm just sharing from my personal experience. So my husband and I will be celebrating 10 years of marriage in June and 14 years together. We started dating when we were 16 and got married on our four-year dating anniversary when we were 20. So we basically grew up together. We changed and matured together. We learned each other's strengths and weaknesses. We learned one another's triggers. And most importantly, we learned how to communicate. Communication looks different for every couple. But through trial and error, we learned how to communicate. This sounds so simple. You might be saying, all you have to do is talk. How hard is it to communicate? But communication is so much more than that. It is being able to go to the other person honestly and being 
able to hold them accountable. It means speaking with love even when difficult topics need to be discussed. It means stepping up for the other person if they cannot find the words to say. It means finding support in one another that is unfaltering. Being able to communicate efficiently and effectively is one of the ways we can support our husbands in foster care and adoption. You know him best. A lot of times, caseworkers only communicate with the foster mom. You have to show your husband you value his input and involvement. Make his voice heard. If case managers peg you as the point person and only talk to you during a home visit or only send you updates, stand up for your husband and make sure he is involved too. If he has something he would like to be brought up during a home visit, make sure to honor his thoughts and concerns. Too often, our husbands are forgotten about in the journey of foster care, or we don't ask what their opinion is. So another way we can support our husbands is to give them a safe space for their emotions. Encourage your husband to express the way he feels, even if it is only to you behind closed doors. Society has the expectation that men shouldn't show emotion or cry. Society makes it seem like men who cry are not masculine or quote-unquote manly enough. This couldn't be further from the truth. Foster care and adoption is a long road and full of emotions. Tell your husband he can feel what he needs to feel. When Carson was first reunified with his birth family, our family went from four people to three people. And after almost a year with Carson, we were shattered. I remember my son and husband and I were sitting at the table eating dinner and I just started crying because I missed him so much. And then my husband started crying too. And I will never forget that moment because it allowed me to see that we were all grieving together, that I was not isolated in my grief. We were experiencing the waves as a united front. The next way we can support our husbands is by making them feel special. We did not have biological children before becoming foster parents. And as I transformed into the new role of mom, I think I forgot that my husband was doing the same thing, but in fatherhood. It was exciting and nerve-wracking and joyful and messy. But I look back and think about all of the firsts we experienced together as first-time parents. And I feel like becoming a first-time mom overshadowed his becoming a first-time dad, if that makes sense. Our journey to parenthood looked different than most people our age, but it did bring us closer together. Looking back, I wish I would have given him more recognition and support for stepping into the role of foster and adoptive dad like he did. So along those same lines, I think a lot of times our husbands get put on the back burners. As moms, we spend many plates, from laundry to meals to doctor's appointments or valet, not to mention scheduling home visits and phone calls. We have our plates full. But sometimes we forget our husbands have their own plates they are spinning. Theirs might just look differently than ours. They carry the weight of the family on their shoulders as well. But we have to remember marriage was designed for us to carry that together and balance one another out. Make your husband feel special. Buy him a card to express your appreciation for him just because. Ask him if you can give him a shoulder massage. Pick up his favorite candy bar as a surprise next time you're at the grocery store, just to show that you're thinking about him. Take the love language test and see which love languages he responds to, and then do those. I was really surprised to find out when we took ours that my husband's is not physical touch, like I assumed, but quality time. So one thing we do now is watch a show together after the kids are in bed and the house is finally quiet. We pop some popcorn and snuggle up. And it's just a really nice way to end our day together, and it is quality time, and it refuels his love tank. I can always tell when we haven't had enough quality time together because it will feel like we just aren't in sync. So we make sure to make quality time a priority. 
Find ways to make your husband feel special. Foster care and adoption will take a lot of your time and energy, but you have to remember you loved each other first. Make sure you keep that foundation strong. So another way we can support our husbands is just remembering that we cannot force them to do anything. I know this sounds crazy, but hear me out. Like I mentioned earlier, a lot of times when you search husbands and foster care, what will come up is ways to convince your husband to foster or adopt. And I don't agree with this. Sometimes our desire as women to mother will overtake us and we forget that our husbands have to be on board too. In some situations, you can show him facts and statistics until you are blue in the face and your husband will not budge on wanting to foster or adopt. Have him explain to you why he doesn't want to foster or adopt. Listen to his perspective and hesitations. Table the issue and revisit it in the future. And when the time is right, he will come around. But if he never does, there are other ways you can support fostering and adoption, even if it doesn't mean opening your home to a child in need. So even if this was never an issue in your marriage and your husband was eager to foster or adopt, we need to remember that we need to take his opinion into account when getting a placement call. Our motto for placement calls was always that we both had to say yes or it was a no. I was always the one that would say yes without reservation, but my husband was the one who would approach the placement logically. For example, one of our first calls was for a sibling group of three, but it wouldn't have worked because of the car we had at the time. So he was always the voice of reason when it came down to the nitty gritty. And at times in the past, I've really resented the way he looks at everything realistically. But over time, I have learned to value this quality because it helps us to make the best decisions, not always the easiest for our family. The only time we ever took a placement call without checking with the other is when Carson came back into foster care. The agency called my husband since it was during school and he immediately said yes. And this was an exception to our rule because he knew I would do anything to have Carson back in our arms. And lastly, the biggest way that we can support our husbands is to pray for them. The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing, and praying for our husbands is the best way we can support them, especially in the walk of foster care or adoption. Not only can we pray for their well-being, their clarity of mind and wisdom, or their hearts, we can thank God for our marriage and for bringing us to foster care and adoption. You can pray that God will lead the two of you to give God the glory through fostering. Pray for your husband daily. If you need to set an alarm or reminder on your phone, do so. So every day you are consistently praying for your husband. Foster care and adoption is not easy, and anyone who knows anything about it can tell you that. So make sure you are praying for him daily. So these are the ways that I've found over the years to support my husband in foster care and adoption. And I'm sure there are many other ways that I haven't yet discovered or probably forgot thanks to mom brain, but I think it is important that we find ways to support our husbands in our foster care journeys. So often husbands are overlooked and don't get the attention that they deserve. So ask yourself, how can you love your husband well today? So it's time for the Roses and Thorns part of the episode. If you are tuning in today for the first time, Roses and Thorns is a time to discuss a high and a low from the week. And I always like to start with a thorn so we end on a good note. 
So my thorn for this week is grief, and it's such a messy, multidimensional emotion, and no one person experiences it the same way. I feel like there's such a heaviness lately, not just in our family, but in our community because of so much loss and tragedy happening right now. So that is my thorn this week. So I actually have two roses for this week. My first rose was Carson's permanency hearing last week. We have been waiting for this hearing since summer, and it went the way the case manager predicted it would. So I can't really go into details, but I will say it is a rose, so take that as you will. My second rose is last week we went out of town for my birthday weekend, just my husband and myself. And while that in itself was a rose hello sleep and uninterrupted meals my favorite part of our trip was finding some gems of local discount grocery stores we don't have any of those where we live and like i mentioned last episode i am obsessed with all things groceries and meal planning so to stumble across discount grocery stores was the icing on an already great trip we got stocked up on snacks and stuff for our food storage shelf for a quarter of the price which was just an awesome feeling So that is going to wrap up this episode of the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast. The Millennial Foster Mom Podcast can be found in almost any podcast listening app. If you listen through Apple Podcasts, I would so appreciate if you would leave a positive review. I am up to 10 reviews so far, and with more reviews and downloads, the podcast will show up in more searches and can reach more foster and adoptive moms. If you could please leave a review or a rating, I would so appreciate it, and a huge thank you to everyone who has already taken the time to leave a rating and a review. The Millennial Foster Mom Podcast is created using an app called Anchor. I hope this episode gave you some ideas on how to support your husband in your foster care journey. Let's remember, his feelings are valid too, and he deserves to feel supported. If you would like to connect, you can email me at the Millennial Foster Mom Podcast at gmail.com. And just as a reminder, I am still on a social media fast until January. So while the Instagram page for the podcast is still up, I am not actively checking it. Email is definitely the best way to reach me. So thank you so much for tuning in and listening. And remember, motherhood is hard no matter how you get there. But together, we've got this, mamas. Talk to you soon.